Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and uh, welcome to the uh, last day of the reflection, the Good Friday and I thank each one of you for joining in. God bless you and um, I'm so excited to share the word of God today. I don't know how many of you are crying today but I'm rejoicing in Jesus. Amen. Because I'm here to celebrate what Christ has done on the cross. Hallelujah. So whatever Jesus has done on the cross, I'm here to very excited to share the gospel, share the good news of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, so I think this is a time not just to mourn and, and cry, but it's time to celebrate. And that is why the Bible says it's Good Friday. It's really good for each one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, God. We praise you. We bless your holy name, Jesus. We give you all the glory, precious Father, for what you did on the cross of God. What you did is an amazing thing, Lord, by thy cross, by thy blood, Lord. We've been saved. We've been redeemed, Lord Jesus. The word says, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 to 13, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes and He is the one to whom we are accountable. Now there is power in the word of God. Now God's word is alive. He reveals Himself through them and they transform us. So the word of God transforms us. And today the cross should transform each one of us. What Jesus did on the cross it's amazing what he did his word reveals the truth about who we are in christ jesus and his redeeming love towards us amen so we all know that it's good friday 40 days we've been meditating on the scriptures we've been we've been praising god we've been thanking god we've been pleading god asking us god to forgive our sins and you know all this kind of and many people are into uh, fasting and then giving up on their favorite things and uh, being very holy, being righteous and going to church and all these things. Amen. So it's good. What I say is absolutely good. I mean, you love Christ and that's why you do this. You want to uh, do this little, little bit of sacrifices. But I want to say that even if you don't do these sacrifices, even if you don't have to give up on few things, that is absolutely okay with Jesus because it is Jesus who paid it all, who did it all on the cross. Amen. Now what we need to understand about the gospel and about the cross is the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we're going to see a little more depth about this cross, what happened and uh, what's going to happen. So, uh, so we know the entire story of the crucifixion of Jesus. And I'm sure every church, every, every message, every recording is going to say about the last seven words of Jesus today at this time of three o'clock. So I'll just quickly read through this, the last seven words of Jesus and we'll go in depth. And I will, my focus today, church, is on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to focus more on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now Jesus has come on the earth. He did his part. He finished his role. He died on the cross and it's, he said it's finished. Now we who are living in the 21st century, what we need to receive from this finished work of Jesus Christ, how our life needs to be and how our thought process, our mindset needs to be because Jesus has done it all. Every year Jesus is not going to come, he's not going to walk on the, on the road of 
Calvary and is going to be crucified on Golgotha. So I'm, I'm sure everybody is aware of that. So it's not going to happen physically, neither it's going to happen spiritually. We need to understand that spiritually or physically, Jesus is not going to come and he's going to do the same thing what he did 2000 years ago. So for you and me, what we need to understand the deep revelation of Christ is the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So are we here? Are we listening? Can you all hear me clearly? Can somebody unmute and let me know that you're able to hear my voice clearly? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So, so what are the seven words that Jesus spoke on the cross? It is still relevant today because we need to receive from that. Now, the first word what Jesus said in, in the gospel of Luke chapter 23 verse 34, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. So the first thing talks about forgiveness. He died on the cross. And while dying on the cross, he also said, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And this is very important that we need to receive the forgiveness of Christ. So that not only Christ forgave us, but we also need to forgive people around us. And, it, and, and it's very difficult. We claim to uh, be Christians. We say, most of the time, I tell you the truth, church. Most of the time... We say we are Christians, we say that we are forgiven that person, but some way down the line, deep down our heart, there is some kind of bitterness, there is some kind of unforgiveness in our heart, stored somewhere, settled in our heart, which we are not able to do it. Because when we see that person, either in church or in our community, in our family, in our outside, in our college, you know, there's some kind of bitterness bubbles in our heart. And that is what God is telling us, Jesus did that. These people are crucifying Jesus. They are piercing him. They did all that thing what they are not supposed to do because he was blameless. He was not a sinner. And yet, in that boldness, Jesus tells, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. So it's a time of reflection that in case in, in your heart, if you have any unforgiveness, somebody in your childhood, who disrespected you, who mocked at you, who hated you without no reason, who shown jealousy, no matter what the reason is, I do not know what the reason is. There could be millions of reasons. I cannot tell, tell 100 million reasons. There may be 110 reasons people must have cheated you. They must have despised you. They must misuse your money. They must have misused your good character. They must have uh, put you down. They must have insulted you, put you to shame, put you to rejection. Whatever the reason is, you know, there's some kind of bitterness somewhere stored in your heart. And God wants to deal with that right now. God says, Jesus says, I have forgiven those people. I have forgiven you and you to do the same thing. Because Jesus, what he did on the cross is an example. He's a perfect lamp. He's showing an example. So if there's anything in your heart, this is the time, church, to ask God to lead you into forgiveness. Amen. The second word what Jesus says is Luke 23, 43. Truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Amen. Now, this is talking about salvation. For those who believe, now there are two thieves with Jesus. We know one was a bad one, one was a good one. One did not see the revelation in Christ. One seen the revelation in Christ. Amen. So, there are many people in our own surroundings. We are like these two thieves. 
we, we have Jesus in front of us, the very eyes we are able to see Jesus, we could see his miracle, we could see his power, we could see his glory, but yet we are foolish like this thief who denied Jesus, who mocked at God. But yet there was another thief who said, Lord, remember me, Lord. And Jesus says, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So it talks about the salvation. So are we there in that place? We were sinners, we were thieves. But yet Jesus is willing to take us with him and that salvation. The third one, the third word of Jesus. Jesus said to his mother, woman, this is your son. Then he said to the disciple, this is your mother. John chapter 19 verses 26 to 27. So when we, when we read the seven words, we need to go through all the three, four gospels. Because not everything is written in, in one particular gospel. It's all been segregated. So here it says, he said to the disciple, this is your mother. Now what God is teaching us here is about relationships. Though Jesus was leaving this earth, he said, woman, this is your son. And then he said to the disciple, this is your mother. So now while Jesus was going to go in few seconds or few minutes, he's also taking care of his earthly mother. And his disciples is saying, take care of each other. So the relationships matters a lot to Jesus. Now, it's not that I believe Jesus, I follow Jesus, I do all that, but I'm bad in my relationship. Christ doesn't want you to do that. He is saying, while you believe in me, while you care about me, while you come to church, while you take care, while you do charity, while you do your tithes and offerings, it is also important that you take care of your relationships which I have entrusted in you. Probably your relationship with your in-laws is not so good. Probably your relationship with your spouse is not so good. Probably your relationship with your children is not so good. Probably your relationship with your daughter-in-law is not so good. Whatever the relationships, there are many people in life whom I witnessed that for 40 years, they were brothers who have never spoken to each other. 40 long years. Can you beat that? One year, two years, it's fine, we can say. 40 long years. I have witnessed it. That is why God is dealing and telling us that your relationship is also matters. Because Jesus cared about his mother. Jesus cared about his disciple. Now he didn't say, I just came to do the father's will. Of course he said that. But he didn't just say, okay, now mother, I do not know your, your time is over. You gave birth to me uh, and I'm done and I'm going to my father. He never said that. He said, woman, this is your son. He said to the disciple, this is your mother. Now he's building a relationship. He's building a connection between these two people. And he's saying, take care of each other. And how often do we say that we're going to take care of each other? Are we selfish in our lives? We need to ponder on these things. The Holy Spirit of God will reveal these things to us. Are your relationship is right with everybody? Or you have some kind of bitterness between your relationships? If, if you have any kind of bitterness, you show love of God to them. Speak to them nicely and you be clear from your side. Probably the other person would not understand. Probably that other person would not know what you're talking about. But just do an attempt. Try an attempt by showing the love of Jesus. Jesus did not show any kind of favoritism on the cross church. He never did any kind of favoritism. He just said only for disciples I'm dying, not for the soldiers. He never said that. He never said that word. And your relationship also matters. Because what is love? If you do not depict this love of Jesus with the people around us, then what is the point then? We should be somewhere in the wilderness or in the forest. We should be in an isolated place. But God kept us amongst 
the people around us so that we care about each other we have that relationship with each other if you haven't spoken to your friend for a long time give a call to them speak to them ask them how they are doing if you haven't spoken to your aunt or your relatives for a long time share call them and speak to them show the love of just don't have that ego saying that okay why should i do it when they don't bother about me show the love of jesus just show the love of jesus put the seed of love and that is what we are all called to do that is what all this good friday is all about not that i just go to church and i do my duty and i don't talk to anybody i still have the grudge over my husband i still have the grudge over my neighbors i still hate them i i am so bad and mad at my maids who come at home what is the use of jesus dying on the cross absolutely no use because when we claim that we love jesus that means we need to love the people who has given us every person whom god has entrusted us we need to take care of them be it our parents be it our children be it our spouse be it our church members be it our ministers of god be the pastors of god honor one another and god will honor you back amen the next fourth word what jesus tells is my god my god why have you forsaken me Matthew 27:46 It talks about the separation. At that very minute, God Jesus felt separated from God because the weight of the sins of the entire mankind was on Jesus. Now sin separates you from God. Sin separates you from the holiness of God. Sin separates you from you entering into the kingdom of God. And that is why at that very minute, that few minutes when when the sin of the mankind fell on Christ, he could feel that god and christ were separated and that's why he said my god my god why have you forsaken me and we need to understand that our sin can separate us from the love of god and that is why we need to be very careful the fifth verse the fifth word of jesus on the cross was john 19:28 which says i thirst desperation at that very minute he's saying i thirst now we know that what kind of journey what jesus had on that cross it's 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 so difficult even to imagine he was absolutely naked he was beaten he was crushed i mean we need to sit and visualize that and i'm sure that we would know that what made him to go on the cross he loved us so much that he paid that heavy price now in the sixth word it says john 19:30 he said it is finished amen it's done hallelujah that means he has accomplished what he came on this earth for the very purpose from the time he was born till the time he went on to the cross he said it is finished Amen. Now, the translation of this word in Greek it is known as tetelestia, t e t e l e s t a i. That is the that means the the perfect or the Greek meaning to this word finished is to end, to complete, to accomplish, to fulfill. It's a conclusion. that means it's it's completed in perfection so that it is not need not to be written again 
he don't have to do it again it is accomplished once we finish writing our examinations of a 10th board or whatever we say it's finished i'm done with this examinations we don't go and write again and again right it's once and for all and what christ did on the cross and he says it's finished it says that whatever the reason i came on the earth whatever the old testament was the law everything is accomplished right now on the cross and now we have to rest in the finished work of the cross and the last word where jesus cries out in a loud voice saying father into your hands i command my spirit luke 23:46 luke 23:46 he said father into your hands i command my spirit amen hallelujah jesus now what we we need to understand here is we need to believe in the finished work of jesus christ he has already done that now why are we sinning why or or i can paraphrase the question saying so that why should we not sin is the question the only reason is because the gospel says because you are dead to sin and you are not a sinner anymore but we are a new creation and what he has done for you and me on the cross amen now jesus himself is grace he is a person what does a sin do sin destroys you but grace destroys sin now the bible says in the old testament the law says forgive so that you are forgiven but the gospel says the grace says forgive because you are forgiven now if you understand the scriptures very clearly the gospel doesn't tell people if you will die if you sin the gospel is a good news that is why it's called the good news and many of time we do not understand the good news you know the bible says the gospel says you are dead to sin and that is what the good news is all about now the law shows the ugliness of the adam but grace that is jesus shows the beauty grace shows the beauty in christ if you read the the uh, book of isaiah it says that jesus became ugly for us there was nothing so good to look at him when he was on the cross but in jesus ugliness we see the beauty of christ If you read Isaiah fifty-three, verse two, it says, "For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him." 
if you had to seen physically jesus now during this time when he was walking that road of calvary he was so ugly that's what the bible isaiah the prophet records he became ugly for you and me he became ugly for us amen now when christ has died on the cross now he is not saying i'm going to bless you in in little bit today i will give you patience and today i will give tomorrow i'm going to give you anointing day after tomorrow i'm giving you holiness no christ is complete when he gives he gives us the 100% he doesn't gives us in bits and pieces and that's the gift of jesus we are complete in christ jesus that's why we we never we don't say that we are in half in christ jesus or or a quarter in christ jesus we are complete in him because when jesus gives to his people there is completeness in him amen now the bible says that without holiness no man can see the the father because holiness is something that is a state of separating yourself into god's rest and what is god's rest it's a finished work of jesus christ we can only see god when we see the finished work of jesus what christ has done on that cross and we need to believe in that and we need to rest on the finished work of jesus christ now if you go to the gospel of matthew chapter 27 let's turn our bible to the gospel of matthew chapter 27 verse 51 and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent or the rocks were split so that was a time it says that the end of the law is done when the veil of the temple was made into two halves it was completely split you know what god is saying church god is walking out of the man made temple now this temple was made by man and god is saying what christ did what jesus did now that he wants to dwell inside of us because now we are the temple of the holy ghost the bible declares we are the tabernacle of jesus christ we are the sanctuary of jesus christ amen now god now what god is saying is now you now you need to walk out of the religion and the religious activities religious stuff because now i reside inside of you amen and that is why we need to understand the finished work of cross when we know what this christ has done on the cross and that we need to rest now christ the temple has broke that itself is a proof and evidence that no longer christ wants to dwell in the temple which man has made he wants to dwell in each one of us are we willing are we allowing are we opening the door to christ to dwell inside of us are we keeping this temple holy remember what happened in the gospels when this people made the house of god as a marketplace jesus was so angry and he said this is my house of god how could you people 
do business here in the house of God. And he, what he does in anger, he just throws everything. He makes it upside down. There's big commotion in the, in the temple. How much more you and me should be careful of this temple that is our own body. Where Jesus dwells inside of us. Do we need to give place for wrath? Do we need to give place for bitterness? Do we give place for lust? Do we give place for addiction of alcohol, drugs and, and marijuana and, and all kind of things? Do we, do, we keep, do we keep this temple unholy? We cannot keep this temple unholy because Jesus, the Spirit of God is residing in you and me. Amen. And that is why we need to become aware of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible says according to Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 to 10. Let's go back a little bit in, in, the, in, the, in the old covenant. G, uh, it says in Genesis chapter 3 verses 9 to 10. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now Adam is telling to the father, I heard your voice in the garden, in the garden of Eden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now Adam, the moment he, the, there was this thing what they did, the entire act, he became sin conscious. And when we become sin conscious, the voice of God scares us and makes us to hide. That is what he did, Adam. Now, every day, Adam was talking to the father. In a, in a cool of the day, father used to visit him. God, Elohim used to visit him. The Yahweh, God used to visit him. And he used to talk to the father when we are talking right now. And he used to talk to the father. But the moment he became sin conscious... He separated himself from the father and he went and hid himself. He was afraid. The Bible records. He was afraid. So when we are sin conscious, we get scared of God and we want to hide from God. But when we become Christ conscious, hallelujah, when we become Christ conscious, you know what does this voice of God does to us? The voice of God stirs up our spirit inside of us and makes us to approach to him. Amen. It brings us more closer to him. Yes, we say, yes, Lord. Lord, I have sinned against you, Lord. I come before you and I accept my sin, Lord. I repent after you, Jesus. We come into the presence of God when we are Christ conscious, when we know what Christ depicted on that cross, what he did on the cross, when we are aware of that, when we get that revelation, we don't go and hide ourselves and become more miserable and worse, but we go and approach him. That's what just happened to Judas Iscariot. I've told you the other day how Judas felt bad, felt remorse in his heart, but he didn't go and repent. He didn't ask God for forgiveness. And even before Jesus could get crucified or die on the cross, he went and hanged himself. But there we see Peter who denied Christ. But the moment the cock crew for, you know, three times he denies Jesus. That's when his, his spirit was stirred up. He felt so sorry. He asked God for forgiveness. And through him, God laid foundation. We all know that. Now God's focus is not on sin anymore for this. God is not focusing on sin anymore because Jesus did it all on that cross. 
if god had to focus on you and me yours and mine sins then why is jesus died on the cross why he had to pay a heavy price why does he need to go that great suffering then that would all be nullified you know god's focus was on his son and that is perfection that is completely righteous and holiness and now when god sees you and me he's not seeing sin he's seeing jesus in us because now you and me are living in christ jesus now let's turn our bibles to the uh, to epistle of colossians chapter 2 verse 13 colossians chapter 2 verse 13 let's see what the bible says here Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened together with have him having forgiven you all the trespasses In the verse 14 it says blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross amen now we should understand what jesus came for he came to override or take away the law and he says now my blood is paid once and for all for your sins and my sins our future sins let's turn a bible for, to the gospel uh, to the letter to hebrews let's read this epistle and you would understand what i'm trying to say and what we are meditating right now hebrews chapter 9 hebrews chapter 9 Let's read from verse twenty-two. It says, "In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness." Now, when you have time, please go through this entire chapter of Hebrews because of time constraints. I'm not reading. You might want to read from verse eleven. You would understand. Christ is a perfect sacrifice. It talks about that. So I'm reading from verse twenty-two onwards. Please meditate on Hebrews chapter nine, church. You you will understand more significant of Christ's uh, blood and what he did on the cross. I'm reading from verse twenty-two. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything. in it which were copies of things in heaven had to be purified by the blood of animals but the real thing in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals now for christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands which was only a copy of the true one in heaven he entered that is jesus entered into heaven itself to appear now before god on our behalf now jesus is interceding pleading on our behalf in front of the father and verse 25 and he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again 
like the high priest here on earth who enters a most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. In the old covenant, the high priest used to enter to the most holy place every year wherein people used to bring these animals as a sacrifice for an atonement for their sins used to do this every year so every year it became a ritual so the whole year the people used to sin and on that one particular day they used to come to the high priest and the high priest used to enter into the holy of holies and he used to sacrifice his animal but now what jesus has done now jesus became the perfect sacrifice for us Verse 26. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again. If that was necessary, understand the scriptures church. Now Christ would have died again and again. Ever since the world began. But now. Hear this out. But now, once for all time, all the ages to come, past, present, future. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Verse 27. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, verse 28, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. Now Bible itself is recording this, the continuation line. He will come again. He is coming again. Not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Get excited, church. That Jesus is coming again very soon. Are you ready to be raptured? Are you ready to caught up in the air? Now he's coming not to deal with our sins because he dealt with our sins on the cross and he said it's finished. I am done with it, my child. You are free now. You are free from sin. And he's saying to bring salvation to all those who are eagerly waiting for him. Are we eagerly waiting for Jesus? The greatest place to be is not in heaven church. I'm sorry if I hurt anybody or I'm sorry if, if you might not understand. But what I want to say, listen to this clear, clearly. The greatest place to be is in Christ. Amen. Why? Because heaven was created. Christ is a creator. Now, do you choose to be in the created or creator? Now, heaven is there. It's just one of the bonuses what we can get. Even this old earth, old heaven will go away. New heaven, new earth will come. But what we need to understand that we are in Christ Jesus. Christ is in us. Because Christ is the very foundation, the ordination, he, he, everything around him is, is Christ. Now that is the reason the Bible says, the reason why I cannot sin is not because I want to escape hell, but because I am dead to sin. Amen. If every believer starts thinking like this, that I am 
not going to sin because I am dead to sin. The more you think like this, the more you destroy the power of sin in your life. Amen. Because when we are dead to sin, we are alive to God. We are alive unto Jesus Christ. We are alive unto righteousness. Now, I know there is one person who forgave you all your sins on that cross. And his name is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. But there is one person who has to forgive you. And you know who that is? And that person is you. Why owe you? Because the reason why we don't find God outside us is because God is inside of us now. He is dwelling inside of us. Amen. Now imagine this picture church. Just, just think while I am talking to you. Just imagine this right now. Let your spirits be lifted up. And I am going to tell this. When Jesus was dying on the cross... When Jesus was dying on the cross, and when I am standing, I, me, standing and looking at him and the cross, and when he said it is finished in my spirit, I rejoiced. The tears of joy rolled out of my eyes because now, at this very moment, I am no longer a slave to sin. Or death, but I have received life and eternal life in abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is not interested in church members, He's not interested in a building, He's not interested in your religious activities, He's not interested in all your traditions and religious, all that is gone. The, the moment Jesus died, it's grace. The moment Jesus died, you need to enjoy grace. You need to rest on the grace. You, you are dead to sin. Your mind is no more sin conscious, but it is Christ conscious. When we start thinking on these things, our lifestyle will change. The communion with Jesus is going to come more closer. And there's going to be a real meaning to the communion with Jesus Christ. And what we need to do is, we need to guard the finished work of Christ. When we guard this finished work of Jesus Christ, by what we do is by casting down all imagination, all these kind of thoughts, we need to set loose the thoughts which play in our mind. And we need to get rid of all those things in our life which exalts itself more than the knowledge of God. So each one are addicted to something, uh, something or uh, some kind of addictions you must be having. Some kind of nature, some kind of quality. You know better. The Spirit of God knows better. It's between you and the Spirit. You need to have that one. You need to have that one-to-one -one relationship with Christ Jesus. Probably what you did all these years, every year you're going to church, you cry on Good Friday, you mourn on Good Friday, then Easter comes in, after Easter again you go back to your old ways, you start smoking, you start drinking, you start lusting, you, you speak lies, you have hatred towards your family members, you, you don't value relationships, you don't have the heart of giving, you are again getting into the same old nature. You know why? Because we are very, very much sin conscious, so we go back to the old nature again and again 
and then we and thing happens what we do we start claiming promises god is good god is love god i declare this i declare the healing i de- you've been healed you've been delivered you've been set free the bible says and that is why today what we need to focus is on the finished work of jesus christ hallelujah we need to rest in the finished work of the cross amen and the final i'm going to say if you turn your bibles now what christ tells about you and me is beautifully written in 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 the epistle of ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 and probably you might want to declare this so i made this 12 points out of chapter 1 and chapter 2 and probably want to meditate more and take out more scriptures there are many to it but i've just taken out the highlighted points and i'm going to close with this bible says ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 i have taken it it says that i am chosen ephesians 14 i am accepted in the beloved ephesians 16 i am redeemed by his blood ephesians 17 i am forgiven ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 i am sealed with the holy spirit of promise ephesians 113 i am loved by christ ephesians 2 4 I am seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 by the grace of God I am saved through faith by the gift of God Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 I am created in Christ Jesus Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 I have access to God through Holy Spirit Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 and I am a fellow citizen with the saints and the household of God Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 Hallelujah This is what we need to declare this is what we need to claim and this is what we need to be rejoicing today that Jesus has died so that you are chosen you are accepted in the beloved you've been redeemed by his blood you are forgiven there is a seal of the holy spirit of promise you are loved you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places by grace and the faith of God you've been saved you are created in Christ Jesus you have this access to God the father to the holy spirit and you become a fellow citizen with the saints and the household of god hallelujah is that not the good news church amen hallelujah i'm excited about this word and and how god has brought this great things to us amen and i think we need to declare this and ephesians chapter 2 verse 22 the final word it says i am an habitation of god to the spirit amen i am an habitation of god to the spirit and the what are the final words of jesus you know what jesus said the final words let's turn our bible to gospel matthew i'm sorry gospel of matthew chapter 28 let's read from 8 to verse 20 turn your bibles and this is the last verse i'm telling chapter 28 or make a note of it if you have your book and pen make a note of it chapter 28 verses 8 to 20 jesus came and spoke to them saying all power all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you 
and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age amen this is what we are, we are supposed to do now you and me what god has commanded us to do is to go and teach to all nations baptize them in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost and to observe all these things what god has commanded that is what we need to do church we need to spread the gospel we need to spread the good news we need to talk about the finished work of jesus christ amen now i want every one of you to unmute your mics and repeat after me and declare this promises this this 12 promises what i've taken from the book of ephesians so just repeat after me so everyone i request you to unmute your mic i will go slowly so that i can hear everyone and i'm sure you're blessed by this amen okay the first one is now these are the declarations i am chosen of god i am accepted in the beloved i am redeemed by his blood i am forgiven i am sealed with the holy spirit of promise i am loved i am seated in heavenly places in christ jesus by grace i am saved through faith by gift of god i am created in christ jesus i have access to god through holy spirit i am a fellow citizens with the saints and the household of god i am an habitation of god through the holy spirit hallelujah hallelujah amen 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 hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus father we thank you god for the finished work of cross lord we thank you we declare jesus that what you did on the cross has given us victory lord has given us salvation lord has given us the access lord to walk in presence of you father and we rest upon this finished work of jesus we rest upon the promises of god we rest o lord jesus we are no longer sin conscious god but we are christ conscious jesus and we believe in your anointing lord you live inside of us christ in me the hope of glory amen father we thank you father for this wonderful time lord jesus we give you all praise we give you all glory we give you all honor precious father we thank you lord and we love you jesus we love you so much jesus we give you praise we give you glory lord jesus in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah thank you jesus and uh, thank you everyone for being a part of this lenten reflections and i'm sure you've been blessed by this messages 
and thank you for being with us today and i thank thank to all my podcast listeners uh, for tuning in across the globe so wherever you are whichever part of the country all i want to say is god loves you and god has a great plan for you and keep moving forward so thank you so much for being faithfully listening to this uh, messages and we are so grateful that god has brought you today here amen so god bless you and keep praying for this ministry and uh, uh, share the podcast with somebody uh, subscribe to our podcast rate and review to our podcast amen we are also available on another platform of the other platforms like apple spotify google radio public breaker anchor and pocketcast so do subscribe and tell somebody tell somebody about the Upper Room Church. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Amen.